Parshas Chaye Sora um, in the sequence of Parshias it comes on the heel of one of the most significant episodes the, the Nisoyan of the Akedah and we're reminded about that that, that uh, Rashi brings that part of the eulogy, part of the shock to Avram Avinu was that she died seemingly on the heels of the Akedah and with something to do with the Akedah, as Rashi brings Lisboid the of Lif Kaisa and and uh, Avram Avinu came from Beersheva to eulogize and to cry and to mourn over his over his wife. Nismicha Nisa Sara Lakedas Yitzchak Fishal Yidei Besuras Ha because of the news of what happened at the Akedah that her, her son, her only son was Nizdamein, Rashi says, was prepared for slaughtering Nishchat, and almost he wasn't slaughtered which, which the Sivsechachamim tries to fix up the Girsa meaning that it was, it was, all, it was a close call and Parcha Nishmasa Mimena, her Nishama jumped out of her, what seems to be out of fear, or out of joy, out of the mixture of the two. It was too much for her, and, and she died. And this is from the Medrashtan Chuma, it's from the Pirkei de Blazer, from the Medrashim. And we can't go into the Parsha of Chayisara, the life of Sora, which, which was, was thinking that it was, it was a mistake. It was something that happened. She got shocked. She had a heart attack, and and she died. Everything is calculated. She was, as the turret points out, she was a hundred years. She was one hundred and twenty-seven years old. Right? It's a nice, a nice long life. She was one hundred and twenty-seven years old, and each year the Torah says. Chazal tell us that it says Meyashana, Esim Shana, Sheva Shanam. She lived a complete life, full to its fullest sense. But at the same time, Avram Avinu was left without his life's partner, without uh, without Sari Menu. And this becomes the introduction, on so many levels, to the parsha that we takes up most of the of this week's parsha is the parsha of Shidduchim, the parsha to find the Shidduch for El, for uh, Yitzchak, their only son. This is the first Shidduch that we're introduced to. We don't know how Avram and Sarah met. All right, we're also introduced to the place the place where they, where Avram Avinu ultimately buried Sarah, and this was a special place, this was in the, in the city of Hebron, and it was a place they called the Moras Machpela, and it seems by all recountings in the Midrashim that Avram Avinu knew very well what this place was. He wanted this particular 
field and the cave that came with it. And he negotiated heavily, the Torah tells us, with this fellow called Ephron and the Bnei Ches. Ephron was a very devious and, and, and interesting person. But Avraham Avinu negotiated with him, so much so that the first Mishnah in Kedushin says that Aisha nicknames Bishloisha Drochim, the Kesev, that a person can acquire his wife in three ways, and the, the most prominent way that we, to this day, um, marry a woman is Bekesev, with a ring that's worth money. And the Masada Kedushin always says loudly in, in front of the Kala, takes the ring in his hand, and in order that the Kala should hear, he says to the Adim, do you think it's worth a Shava Pruta? Do you think it's worth uh, 10 cents? And the Kala laughs, because she knows it's uh, platinum, it's white gold, and it's probably worth a lot more than... What, what is this, a game every time? Every Kedushin is reenacting this week's Parsha. The reenactment, Kicha, Kicha, Mizdei Ephraim, the Gemara says in the beginning of Kedusha. Kesef Menolan, how do you know? Right, uh, the question every family asks when they make a wedding. Where are we going to get the money to make this wedding? HaKesef Menolan. You young, young guys never made weddings before. But, well, uh, Menolan is a question on everybody's lips. Where, where are we going to get the money to marry off our children? But we have to know how to ask the question. The Torah here is asking, telling, showing us how do you this, asking the question? Then there's asking the question. You got to know how to ask a good kasha. Kicha kicha misdeyefer. We learn from this episode that Avram Avinu was here to bury Sarah, his wife. But this was the introduction to finding a shidduch for for Yitzchak. This was the last piece in the puzzle that Avram Avinu is going to need in order to know what to look for, what to pursue. He had to be able to follow and look for someone like Sarah. And the, the Torah defines it by Avram Avinu having to buy the Marasamach Pela in the city of Hebron. As Natsiv points out in the beginning of the parsha, beautiful Natsiv, the Amic Dover, the Pasuk says she was a hundred years, twenty years, seven years. Shnei Chaye Sarah seems very redundant. What's Shnei Chaye Sarah? The years of the life of Sarah. That's what we're talking about. What are you ending off the Pasuk? Shnei Chaye Sarah. Says the Natsiv that. There's life and there's living. A person's life, you look at his birth certificate, and you look at the death certificate, and you take out a calculator, and you find out how long they lived. Wonderful. Anybody can do that. But if you want to find out the Shnei Chaye Sarah, what was her life about, that's a total different, that's a different uh, question. That's a different question. That's what we're trying to discover here. Shnei Chaye Sarah, what was her life? What did it mean? What was she all about? And here we want to reveal something that wasn't even known to Avram Avinu. 
the greatness of his wife. The Nitziv points out that there's life and there's vitality. Chayim, which is life as opposed to death, they have a heartbeat, right? And the second thing in life is whether a person is sameach v'loy itzvoy. He's happy and not depressed. That's vitality. What creates that vitality? So the the, the Nitziv points out something that we we know that we read over last week that when Sarah told Avram Avinu, get rid of this maidservant, this hugger, and her son, Yishmoel, because she saw Yishmoel mitzachek, she saw he was fooling around. How do you define fooling around? You know, so I once, in one of our nursing homes, we had the oldest living person, Gertrude Baines. She was a black lady born in, in I don't know how many years. She was 116. The 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 what's the, what's it called? The Guinness Book World Records came and and gave well gave a psak that she was the oldest living person in the world. Gertrude Baines in your nursing in our nursing home, and we kept her alive. You know. Make sure she lived till her, I think it was 115, maybe 116th birthday. And we had a big birthday party. Michelle Obama wrote a, a big note to her, a letter. She was from, from uh, Georgia. Her father was a slave. And she lived to vote for Obama. I don't know if that's what, something to live for. But, <laughs> but we won't, that's not, we're not, it's not a political commentary here. But when people interviewed her. They came from the radio station, from the TV station to interview her. She says, how did you live so long? So she said, what's your longevity? The Gemara in Megillah asks all the Amoraim. So she said, I, I didn't have any secrets with God. And I didn't mess around, she said. So they asked her, what do you mean by that? He says, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> However you define whether it meant drugs, meant, meant a clean life, or it meant, meant relationships, who knows what, it, what she meant. But this is what this 116-year-old lady said to the Eilam. To the when, when we're talking about sorry menu, lahavdal av alfe alfe avdolos, Avram Avinu had to know before he embarked on finally a shidduch for their son Yitzchak what was her vitality, what was her secret of life? What did she represent? So we know that the Torah tells us when he said, get rid of this child and the maidservant. Avram said, it's my wife, it's my son, Yishmael. Get rid of them. And God says, whatever Sarah says, Shma B'Koyla, it's documented in the Torah. It's not a Medrash, it's not a Rashi, it's not a... It's in the Torah itself, listen to her. It says Rashi, because she was greater than Avram Avinu in Nevoah. 
Azoy Shtayt Rashi. Ask Nitziv, how could that be? Rabbi Shalom spoke to Msara once. You laughed, you didn't laugh. She says, I laugh. Rabbi Shalom said, you didn't laugh. You did laugh. Avram Avinu, Akashbrok spoke to him all the time. How could she be bigger than him in the Vua? It just doesn't make any sense. Says Nitziv, what Rashi means, there's something called Nevoah, prophecy. Avada Avramavin was bigger than Sara and Nevoah, prophecy. He had a PhD in prophecy. She was still a, a BA. Let's call it that, whatever that means. But there's something else called Ruach HaKadosh. Divine inspiration. In our limited capacity, we think divine inspiration is lower. It's different. It's not lower or higher, it's different. Ruach HaKadosh, we daven for every time we say slichas. The Ruach Kotshecha Al Tikach Mimenu. We all have some sort of divine spirit in us. As long as we have a, a, a neshama, Kol Zman Shah Neshama Bikirbi, Tahirahi, there's purity, there's also Kedusha to that neshama that's in us. That doesn't mean we all have Ruach HaKadosh. We have the capacity Sarah was greater than Avram Avinu in Ruach HaKadosh. What does that mean? Why? And why was that? If he was greater in Nevoah, why was she greater in Ruach HaKadosh? Hmm. So it says in Nitziv, because for Ruach HaKadosh, you need a few things. You need, he says, Shnei Dvarim. Ruach HaKadosh umashra adam misboideid umashra alav Ruach HaKadosh. You have to be intimate. You have to have time to think, time to contemplate, time to integrate, and time to internalize the relationship that you have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Things have to seep down into your being. And Avraham Avinu was out there in the world. Yes, Sarah also, at her part, she was Megayeres, Esanoshem, she was into her Kirov, but Avramavin was, he was out there in the world, he dealt with the world. He didn't have that type of time. And I'll bring you a rye in a second. And also, And also, Sarah was able to stay stay home. As the, when the Malachim came to them, they said, She's in the tent. Right? And the Rashi says, he wanted to endear her to Avram Avinu to show that you have a great wife. She's home, cooking, taking care of the family, doing her things. She's not out there. You don't have to worry where she is. Shopping and, you know, running around. These two things are what bring about Ruach HaKadosh. And Avraham didn't have the luxury. The two things are a quiet mind? A quiet mind and an ability to be misbeided, to spend time by yourself. And that he, she she didn't have to integrate and to um, involve himself with herself with the world like Avram Avinu. Mm-hmm. 
less pe less people contact, basically. Right, and also also. Ein ruach hakodesh shoyra chal elamitoch simcha shel mitzvah, and sorry menu says the nitziv, sorry menu her tzitkus and her inner emuna. Maybe as a result of the fact that she didn't have to deal with all types at all times, like Avram Avinu. She had a deep-rooted emuna and bitochen in Hakadosh Baruch Hu that was so strong, and maybe that's why she responded in this way when she heard about that keda. Mm -hmm. And he brings a medrash, and he brings a medrash. The medrash says in in Parshas Lech Lecha, back in Lech Lecha, when the first nisayan they left. And they went to Eretz Yisrael. Fahirov Boris, there's a hunger. Avraham Avinu panics. Hunger! Well, how am I going to feed my family? Well, 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 he didn't have a family. He had a, him and his wife and all his slaves and all the people. They, could, they wouldn't have any food. So he went down to Mitzrayim. And he tells his wife, tell everybody you're my sister. So they will not kill me. Now, there's a, there's a big question. How was he allowed to put his wife in danger? Which he did. Pyro took her right away. The black people there, they, they said, we never saw such a beautiful woman. They took her for the king. Pyro. Pyro takes her in. He wants to marry her. And all of a sudden, he, his whole family, him and his whole family, get sick. A whole, they're all sick, sick, right? And the question we... We we mentioned this. Uh, we mentioned this in the shir last week. I think. Last oh, week we mentioned Ramban. the shir with Ramban, right? It says, why did you have bitachin? Why did you leave Eretz Why Yeah, why did you leave Eretz Yisrael? Why did you put your wife in danger? Says the medrash. Mm -hmm. That whole night that she was stuck in Paro's bedroom. She was davening, that's a lot of davening, and to Akash Borchu and saying, Vaimeris, Ribain Hoilomin, God Almighty. Avram Yotza Bahaftoch, Avram left his homeland with a promise. Vavarecha, Vagadushmecha, Veye Brocha. And you're going to be great, and you're going to have a great nation, and everything. Vani yotasi bemuna. I left. I didn't get that prophecy. I'm not a prophetess like Avram. I left because my husband said we're going. God said it's going to be good. I left with my emuna. He left with his haftacha, with his promise, and vani yotasi bemuna. Where she takes the question, did she get it? So, 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 so here we here we see that she spent this night, and I want to just in a, in a uh, what we call a Maimer Hamuzga in parentheses, just lay down the the groundwork. This was in Mitzrayim. Mm -hmm. That night could be the night that we're referring to when we talk about the Seder night. We come to reaffirm our emuna and Hakadosh Baruch Hu around with our families. Sari Menu laid down the foundation for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
and, and the matter, I can't go into it tonight, but we'll go into it get closer to Pesach. This is this is the foundation. But Avram Avinu didn't know that this was the the, the highlight of the Shnei Chaye Sara. The highlight of her life was her deep rooted Amuna. She believed without any question. I'm in danger. I have this crazy man in the next room that he's trying to get at me. I have a whole. I'm, I'm stuck away from my husband. I don't know what's going to be, but Kushbro, he has a promise. I have my amuna, and with my amuna, I'm here. And Kushbro took care of her, made them all sick. They couldn't move out of bed. And the Medrash says that a whole night he was trying, you know, trying to get at her. But but I mean, we we have no clue what that what that means right. to be in such such danger like that. Yeah. And she lived with her amuna. That's the Shnei Chaye Saros, says the Nitziv. That brought her vitality. Right. This was her vitality. This is the Shnei Chaye Saros that Avram Avinu had to be revealed and had to focus on in a time when he could now be misbided and understand what the Shnei Chaye Saros, what it was in my wife. Why did this Shidduch work? We weren't from when we got married, right? so to say. How did, it, how did it work? Now he had to catch up because now he had to go on and truly find the right shidduch for Yitzchak. The, um, Avram Avinu... Before you go, Rav, for you, going, important practical question for women who are going out a lot these days in the world. By, sometimes by necessity, sometimes yes. you know, financial necessity, sometimes not. So my wife and I were discussing: Is that a, really an ideal thing, or is that bidyevid? Very good question. I think it's a it's a bidyevid enough that it has to be um, spoken about and weighed mm-hmm. with the gravity of both sides of the f- of the fence. Not just do we need the money? We don't not need money. Will she have something to do? Or there are many reasons why why girls feel they have to go out. I have nothing to do sitting home. I don't have any children yet. I don't have uh, even if I do. Uh, you know, everybody is sending to play groups and and they're all going out to work and they have a career and I'm embarrassed. I don't know what to say. Or there's a financial situation. I want my husband to learn and therefore I want to uh, think. But the side of the coin that they don't weigh is the shnei chaye sara. What is what impact is that going to have on your family? Which only a fool will say it, it does not have any impact, and I don't doesn't make a difference whether they are working in a non-Jewish office or they're working for a from employer or they're even working like today all women's office. It has impact just the fact of of leaving the home and dealing with people on the phone or on the computer or on mm-hmm. or everything else that, that it entails. It has to be placed on the scale. How it's going to come out and what the, sh- the Shaila, but the Shaila has to be asked. Mm-hmm. This, is where we, we, this is where we come to. You have to know how to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to know what the Shaila is. Mm-hmm. And, and that is something that can't be taught. It has to be felt. Mm-hmm. And Avram Avinu had to know clearly here why did our Shidduch Produce a Yitzchak. Mm-hmm. Why was mm-hmm. why was Sarah mm-hmm. 
the Torah would say, whatever she says, listen to her. God so told him that. That's a, that's a strong statement. And, and, and now Avram Avinu had to hear that clearly. And this is something that we, we, we are learning now from, this, from her death and from the, buying the, this particular burial space. It's something that every chasen kala stands under the chuppah. And when they put the ring on, this, on the woman's finger and they say, Hariad Mekudashas Li, B'tabazu with this ring, they are reenacting the Kicha Kicha Mizdei Ephraim going through the mourning process and the discovery process of Shnei Chayei Sarah. Why am I getting married? What's our mission step? What are we creating here? And if that's not being communicated and this odd thing that where we learn Kedushin Bekesef <laughs> from this odd morbid uh, if you look at it superficially it's then you're missing the boat and this is then the whole the whole timing of the death of Sora would be meaningless but Sora's death is not meaningless it's calculated Shnei Chayei Sarah her vitality and her mission statement is now being commi- communicated says the Nitziv to Avram Avinu and through Avram Avinu is being communicated to every single Chosen Kala under every single Chuppah that's done Kedas Moshev Yisrael for all times you can't get away from it we're reenacting that Kicha, Kicha, Mistei Ephraim. You have the Morris Machpelah, whereas as Rav Hirsch writes so beautifully, sometimes he just says that even though it's a translation from the German. says, Avram Avinu was connecting, he knew what Morris Machpelah was. Ephraim probably did not know that Odom and Chava were buried there. And as the first writes, the place from which the cave had its name Machpelah, which was in the city of Hebron. Hebron means Chibur, connection. Not just connection between man and wife, but also between husband and wife and a Baruch Hu, right? That was the place. It says Avram Avinu was connecting he and Sora in the place where the parents of mankind were buried and now he is joining the parents of the Jewish people are now going to be buried and this was going to be the the place that that they were going to to find this this ultimate inner connection and therefore in that is a message to every Kala. What are you embarking on doing? For the Chosen Kala, these young people who are, you know, young at heart and in years, which is good, you know, why is youth wasted on the young, as they say, you know? <laughs> but 
but it's it's for the the parents to guide them and to help them find and to come to this this point. But they have to know strongly, and there's no stronger way to do it than to bring the whole Moras Machpela Kicha Kicha Ephraim with the death of Sarah right there under the chuppah with them. Mm-hmm. And this is this is this is the message. So that that's the paradigm of Kenyan. That's the that's right. Yeah. This is the Kenyan. Yeah. This is the Kenyan. Um, you, you know. Um, and, and, and really, Avram Avinu got this message very clearly because right after he buried Sarah with, this, with the whole story that went on, how he negotiated and how he paid for it, and he wasn't worried about the price. He knew who he was dealing with, but he knew what he had to accomplish and what he was out to, to set in motion for all times. And the Pasuk says, right after that story, it says, Avraham Zokain. Boba Yomim, on page 108, Chav Dalad Aleph. Avram was old. Well, that's a, that's a fact. It's not a very nice thing to say, but he was. With the word Zokain, the Gemara says, is Zeshikon Chachma. Also Kenyan. Zeshikon Chachma is in that word Zokain. That's why we stand up for an elderly person, even a guy, because they have the experience of life. Boba Yomim, another word for he came in his days. Vashem Beiraches Avraham Bakoil, and he blessed him with everything. What is this? He's giving his financials now. What what what, do we, what does it mean Bakoil? That's that's a very open statement. And the Gemara in Boba Basra asks the question: What does Bakoil mean? Rashi gives us a cute gematria. Bakoil is oila, is a gematria for Ben. Okay. Bakoil is the gematria, is the numerical value of Ben of a son. And now that he has a son, he has to get him married. Okay, very, very nice. Mm-hmm. The word oila means gematria. Oila means it adds up to. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, oh, yeah. So you know. But what, what what is going on here? It's very strange. Says Yosef Nechemya Kornitzer. The last Rav in Krakow before the World War II, in, in his Sefer on Chumash, he says, "What a strange time." Here, you hear Avram just lost his wife. Sad, right? She didn't get to see their only son that she waited for ninety years get to get married. Very sad. And what's Avram thing? God blessed me with everything. I mean. I'm going to make the best out of my situation, but for him to look at life and say, "And Avram, Vashem Beirach has Avram Bakoil," this is what this is what he exude. This is what people saw there, and it says he's he's got it all. What do you mean? He doesn't have no wife. His only son is is um, 37 at the Akeda, so he's 37 years old, no shidduch, an older single. That's a that's a disaster, and Hashem blessed him with everything. Everything says says the Yosef Nechemi Kornitzer, and I want to t- attach it with the Nitziv. He learned the lesson of what the vitality of Sarah was, and Avram Avinu Hashlemim Hashem. They are so 
trustworthy in, in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and every day they, they look at life and they say, Hashem has given me all the tools I need to succeed. He has set me up in every scenario with all the introductions, with all the everything I need to be successful. And that's what it means. Kol ma'adavr, everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, l'tav avid, HaGemar and Brachas. And that made him happy. Says the Yosem Nechemi Kornitzer that the Gemara Bo Basa says that Avram Avinu throughout his life, and maybe it was more so after Sarah died, he had a jewel hanging on his ne- on his neck. Margolius Toiva Hoisa Tluyabit Savaroi Shal Avram Avinu, and every sick person that looked at it got better. And and when he died, Hakarjbo took that stone and put it into the sun, integrated it into the sun. Strange. So what does that mean? So he so he wants to explain it, saying that Avram Avinu had a way to talk to everybody. He says Perdam means people who are choyli nefesh; they are depressed. They are searching for some kind of what does this all mean? Why are these things happening to me? What am I supposed to do with with all these interesting interesting situations? And Avram Avinu was able to find the right words to show them how they just have to remain strong and have their inner faith, and Hashem will show them the next steps. And this is what it means that he, after he died, he put it into the sun. Avram Avinu made the what he created in the world. <coughs> it became part of of the nature of the world, just like the sun rises every day. You can set your clock by sunrise. You can it, it, to the hundredth of the second. Right, the Navy has their calendar to tell us when sunrise will be. No problem. When they change the cloud, don't change the clock. On the cloud, it's always going to be consistent. This is this is this is what it means. So the coal is applying. He had the chachma. He had the sun. He had great marriage. Like his package was right. perfect. It was perfect and now he had everything he needed mm-hmm. to be able to find a proper wife mm-hmm. for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Now there's a there's a beautiful safer mm-hmm. there's a beautiful safer called Mishulchan um, Rebelio Baruch and it seems that Rebelio Baruch Finkel who was one of the Rosh Hashivas in the Mir in Yushalayim had a big gathering around Parshas Chayasara to talk to all the marriageable age boys about Shiduchim. And in the back of his Sefer, they have a whole kuntris called Kuntris HaShiduchim, where he goes through the, the they write over all the, all the Yusaitas that he said, and many other things from this week's Parsha. That's why it was Parshas Chayasara. And he says, V'ashem Be'erchus Avram Ba'koyol, says the Gemara in Boabasra, What's Bakoil? So there are th- three, four opinions. Rashi brought one of them. Bakoil is Gematria. Ben. Mm-hmm. So Rameyer says in the Gemara, Shlo Hoysel Abbas didn't have a daughter. Blessed him with everything that he didn't have a daughter. 
And the Rabban says, because it would have been a hard time finding a shidduch. Finding a good son-in-law in those days would have been hard. That's one opinion. That's, he didn't have a daughter. Rabbi says, no, he did have a daughter. And her name was Bakoil. That was, that was the name. So he asks Tosus over there in Boabas, if he had a daughter, why didn't he marry her off to Yitzchak? They were permitted to marry their sister. Kain and Hevel married their sister. There's one opinion in the Medrash that the that the that the um, uh, the Shvatim married their twin sister. So why didn't he? That uh, Tosis had not my question. Tosis asked the Kasha. So Tosis answers. So one answer to her, she was a katana. She was too young. She wasn't ready for marriage. So then the question becomes. Rivka was three years old, according to the Medrash. Ain't, don't get too much katana than that. And he, that would seem to be a good shidduch. So what do you want to say that? You know, he didn't marry his daughter. He wouldn't marry his daughter because that's like, like he wants to bring it. There's an Isra to marry your daughter when she's a katana. But this was Lovin and Basul's problem. It wasn't his problem. She was... But then he asks... Why the marshal asks? Why? Why don't you say poshet? Maybe she wasn't a good shidduch for Yitzchak, <laughs> right? As we say in French, she wasn't sugepast. It wasn't the right shidduch. You look into a girl and say, it's not, I'm sorry, I, I'm declining. It's not, it's, it doesn't make sense. You say it whatever nice way you want to say it. it you know, th- they don't think it's a good idea. Okay? Most people say, well, let them go out and see for themselves. Well, that's, that's another question. So Tyson doesn't bring that answer. That it maybe it wasn't a good shidduch. So says Rebellion Barfinkel, we see from here that that might be so. But the first and foremost question mm-hmm. is that the kids, the children have to know why are you getting married? As the main reason of whether or not this is a good or not a good shidduch. The common mission and or the mission statement of why we're getting married. That's what we learn. Avram Avinu learned from the death of Sarah and his having to buy and the the Morisamachpela, Dafka where Adam and Chava are buried, that he says, Boy, I have a responsibility. The parents of humanity are buried here. And if I'm gonna bury my wife here, we're making a statement that we are continuing on also being the parents of the humanity called Judaism. And every shidduch, they're saying, yes, we like her, I like her, we get along, she's pretty, she's not pretty, I like the family. All these, these reasons are icing on the cake. But we're standing here because we share the same goal of carrying the banner and wanting to build and take the torch one generation further. And that is the platform, the foundation of all these other questions. 
Should she work? Should she not work? Where should we live? Where should we not live? What should we do? What what is what is our home going to look like? You know, TV, no TV. This, all these questions are built on the platform of the common mission, and and that has to be, says Rebellion Bar Finkel. That has to be the the I, the real the real question, and this is why. The, the the responsibility for that has to be in the parents' hands. That's where the parents mm-hmm. the parents can't tell a person to marry this girl or marry this boy. But they, with the hopefully with the foundation and the the mission that they've been holding in their heart and their neshama for twenty, thirty odd years, will give them the bit of understanding of Shnei Chayei Sarah that they will have given that over and they will be bringing the or entertaining the the ideas that will at least have the, the foundations of that pursuit and that's why Avram Avinu had to be involved with the Shudda for Yitzchak and of course Rivka and, and Yitzchak were the ones who sent out Yaakov to find this Shaduchim. By Esav it didn't work that way. Esav went out and, f- and married all types of women that he, he found, that, that were to his liking and his flavor. But the Messoira of Shaduchim is that the parents have built and given the foundation to the child through the home that they have built and this is what this is what Baruch really saw in in Avram Avinu in last week's parsha, where where the the, the, the says when, when the Malachim left left and told Avram Avinu the Malachim didn't say anything about the going to destroy Sodom, and all of a sudden the Rebbeinu has this conversation with himself basically. And he says the Malachim are leaving, and they left. Am I going to hide from Avram? Mashani what I'm going to do, which means to destroy Sodom. And therefore, the Rebbeinu spoke to Avram Avinu on page eighty. Hashem Omar. Hashem said to who? To himself? To the Malachim maybe? Not to those? Hamchasanim Avram is Hashem Yerosa? But Avram is Hoyoyila Goy Godol Atzum He's going to be a great nation He's going to be the continuity Says the Chassam Soifer And why isn't Avram Avinu Why doesn't he know what I'm going to do? Why didn't he get it B'Nevua? Because he's not a great enough Navi to receive that frequency, to get that channel of the Vua. He didn't buy that package on his, uh, on whatever, that high Wi Fi. He doesn't have that. But why? He's a great man. You know why? Because he's been out there in the world. We're coming full circle. Avram Avinu has been out there in the world teaching and promoting my mission. Kiyedaitiv says the Torah. Lemana sheyitzavus bonavus beisay achra v'shomru derech Hashem lasay stako mishpat. He's been out there in the world, 
building, teaching tens and tens of thousands of people. My mission, my statement, my what I want from this world. No one else has been doing it. And that's why he doesn't have the time to have the Ruach HaKodesh, like Sarah. Because he's been out there in the world. So I should... I should hold him back from... Because he was doing my work. That's why he doesn't have this Ruach HaKodesh. So therefore the Rabbi Yishloidim said, I'm going to tell him to him anyways. I'm going to give him the level of Ruach HaKodesh and Nevuah that he would have had had he had the time and he wasn't doing my work. So therefore he told them I'm go- you're, the Malachim are going to destroy Sodom. And by the way, but why? Because he's con- he has the statement. He's building the home. He wants, he has accepted upon himself the mission of the continuity of the world. Here also in our parsha we find again the Chassam Sovich doesn't say this, I'm saying this, but that's why the Chassam Sovich says, you don't have to worry if you're doing the right thing, and you think, oh, my Rosh Hashim used to use this as to say when people have work for the Tzibor, he says, oh, I won't have time to learn. I want to learn a couple hours at night, then I have meetings over the school, I get involved with the Kolel, I get involved with the Beis Yaakov. So he says, don't worry about us. If any level of learning, your learning will be qualitatively greater even quantitatively you're giving up your time for God not to play golf Hashem will give you quality to your learning all of a sudden you'll look at a thesis and it'll, it'll, it'll make sense you look at the Gemara and you'll remember what you learned yesterday wow, I didn't know I had such a good memory you don't, Hashem gave you a gift because you're an hour with the Basiakov trying to make sure they get a have a building and 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 that they they have what they need. It's a gift. It's always a gift. It's always a gift. Sometimes it can be a gift by you giya you spend more time learning, you get the gift. But if need be, there's no one else and you have to do it, do it. Don't worry about it. I promise you. And in this week's parsha we see it by the death of Sarah. Avram Avinu understood what Sarah meant, Shnei Chayei Sarah, he understood Sarah was who she was because of her Amuna, because of her Ruach HaKodesh. That's what I want for Yitzchak. That's what he needs. He needs someone that special. I didn't know. I Ani Bahaftochasi, and she was with her Amuna, she survived Paro. This is what Avram Avinu was now revealed to again and he was so strengthened that he could stare this difficult situation in the face and say God has blessed me with everything Hashem Bera gave me Bakoil everything I have a daughter, I don't have a daughter, I have a son doesn't have a shiver, everything is good everything is great because he finally understood in death what Sarah provided for the home and this is what he wanted and now he knew what he had to had to send out Eliezer and Eliezer went out just briefly briefly you know Eliezer prayed he knew he was representing Avram Avinu all was on the line right and he made him swear with his bris which is 
they're also significant. That's when Avram Avinu became Avraham, right, with everything that we spoke about. And he sent them out and he, he prayed by the well. If a girl comes and he created this whole scenario, she comes and I want to see she's a Baal's Chesed, all of a sudden, Rivka Ba, Rivka coming with her father's sheep. And he runs over to her. Rashi says, Why did he run over to her? What did he see? He saw the water rose to her. Anais, Tzadekas. So the question becomes, so chuck the whole test. What do you have to ask her? Mm-hmm. I see she's a, she's a miracle worker. She's a Tzadekas. Chuck the whole test, I would say. Put the ring on her finger. Close the deal. Close the deal, as they say, right? <laughs> no. He made her go through the whole thing because miracle workers are wonderful, but it doesn't build a home. He learned from Avram Avinu, told Eliezer what he needed for a wife for Yitzchak, with his nature, with his kedusha that he Yitzchak had, what kind of wife he needed. And even if that wife doesn't come from a wealthy family, and you think, oi, how is he going to learn in Kailu for 40 years, right? How is he going to... But this girl shines with her tznias, with her chesed, with her inner peace. Right? She doesn't have to be the the life of the party. She has that. This outweighs everything. This is what God is bringing to me. That's what Eliezer was imbued from Avram Avinu, who, who gave him all the instructions. Some of them were told, but some of them we just see from how he designed this whole test. And not only that, the, the Chazal tell us, the words of, of the servants of our Avais, because the whole Parsha, and as a Sefer, I can tell you, it's like four columns in the Torah, this little story. And it could have been in the sixth psukim. Say it and move on. Make the chasen on their head, live happily ever after. It's four columns in the Torah. That's because he told he told the story to himself, designed the plan, the whole thing is written out. Then when he met Roch, uh, Rivka, and then he goes and meets the family, tells over the whole story from the beginning, from Bracious till Laine Kol Yisrael. He tells the whole story again with all the details. Why? Why? The Torah is, is not a storybook. But in there we see what is and what isn't. The mission statement of building the a Jewish home, a fun, fundamental piece of the pie, and and technically what is happening every time a chosen and kala are, are are getting married under the chuppah and. This is why the Medrash Tanchuma says that what was the eulogy that Avram Avinu gave to Sarah? We don't have it. We have the the uh, we have all the major speeches and you know, the four score and seven years ago we have all the major speeches. It says Medrash Tanchuma it was Eishes Chayil. The song we sing. Mm-hmm in one way to our wives, mm-hmm. 
But in what we were singing about the Torah, Chayol is Gematria 48, the 48 ways that are Kenyan at Torah, says the Vilna Goyen. We want to make a Kenyan. This was the eulogy that he was singing on his wife. He finally got her. Yes, there's the Medrash Tanhuma. This was his Hespid. Of course, we didn't get it later till Shleim HaMelech gave it to us in Mishlei, but that was the, that was the eulogy. Because that's what it's all about. Every Shabbos, which also connects a little bit with that Avram Avinu's jewel went into the sun. Shabbos is every seven days. It's a, it's a sun holiday, not a moon holiday like the rest of the Yom Tevim. Which also has to, a little bit to do. That's why Friday night we sing Eishas Chayil. Why is it the sun? Because every seven days, no matter when the new moon is. Right? Oh. right? Okay. Shabbos is, as the Gemara says, Kviya Vakaime, it's set. The, the, the other holidays are depending on when we make Rosh Chodesh. That's when you set. Okay. It's a 30 okay. day month or 29 day month, but Shabbos is uh, set. That's the sun. And that could be the muscle of what, that this healing power, this ability to see through all the guck and the, and the pollution and the smog, <laughs> to see the sun. You ever go to Big Bear and you can look down at the basin and you see, what's that ring over there? It says, that's what you're breathing every day when you live in L.A., <laughs> right? That's the basin. We, we live in the swamp, as they call it today. We live in the swamp. But to be able, we sing Friday night, we turn off everything. We're sitting there with the core of our family, husband and wife. We sing Eishas Chayil. We're singing to her, but with her. This is the song, the song of life, the song of eternity, the song of Eishas Chayil Miyimsa, that we want to make a Kenyan. We make a Kenyan for ourselves, for our children. We shall be zeichet to have children, marry off our children in, in the, the right time, in the best way. And there, there, there's nothing greater than when you see the, your children relating to each other, growing together, becoming uh, one entity, even different. On, the, on mission. Of, on mission. Yeah, yeah. On their own mission, on their own Very flavor. Have the confirm the...